set in the There's a ton of everyone. That was my pitch. We are living in a world on fire, full of sickness, disease, and fear. The world has made profit more important than the health of people. Thankfully, we still have a way back to a healthy spirit, mind, and body. The purpose of this Nature Makes the Rules podcast is to let people of all ages know that they can still have a strong and healthy life, no matter what the rest of the world is saying or doing. We invite you to join us, Dr. Joe and Eileen, for the Nature Makes the Rules podcast. Welcome back to Spine Geek, the podcast where nature makes the rules. I am your host, Jeff, and uh, I'm with I'm with the Spine Geek. And, and Doc, I don't know if it, is it the Spine Geek and Mrs. Spine Geek, and I don't think you guys take offense to that. So uh, talk me through that. You know, I'm with the Spine Geeks today. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And we just want to jump into basically mental health, thought health, and kind of how we see it based on the last 34 plus years of our marriage and raising four amazing kids and uh, how we deal with this and our patients when they come in and how we deal with this when we're living our lives. Because again, we just see so many people struggling with what's going on around them and in them and through them. And they really don't know. Like when Paul says, I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things I want to do. You know, why does that happen? And why did even Paul say, talk about that? And then what we want to follow up with is, and what's the solution? So this is Literally, part one is going to be the problem and being aware of the problem. So we're going to geek out, right? Yeah, I'm going to geek out. So being a spine geek, you know, the, the reason why I got that name, to be honest, is I was listening to a friend of mine, Dr. Ray, talk about, you know, when you want your car fixed, you go to what? A, a motorhead. And when you when you want your computer fixed, where do you go to? You, you know, a, spy, a, a computer geek. And then it's like, I just said, I'm a spine geek then because you want your, your brain and body fixed. What do you got to go to a spine geek. So that's that's how that all got started, and it's just cool. And I always like being weird. People are like, oh, spine geek, that's interesting. You know, it's easy to remember. And so, um, so let's jump into the show. I'm really excited uh, again. So let's talk about our mind. Our mind has two parts. There's a there's a a, a conscious or a lot of what we're talking about today is from Caroline Leaf, Doctor Caroline Leaf's book, uh, Switch on Your Brain, and just an amazing thing. And it's funny. I had, I'm just, I've just read the book, but it's like, I've been speaking that language or that message for a very long time. So I found what she says very validating to what your Mrs. Arvin and I have been, been doing just by getting alone with God and just trying to raise our children the best we can. So we got to think about our minds because there's a conscious or a cognitive. We're aware of it, right? We're aware of things. And then there's a subconscious or she would say non cognitive where it's basically and that's where 95% of our thoughts and our actions and our words and our behavior and our life and our habit comes from it comes from an I'm going to call it the unseen part or the unaware part of our brain it's there we have it it got in there but and and 95% of our behavior is based on what's up in there and that in that closet of the mind if you would and only 5% the, what we're consciously aware of dictates the habits and the behaviors that we have. That's why willpower really doesn't always work because it's it maybe it's a short-term solution, but we've got to go deep and get to the core of what's in the closet to based on why what's in my closet is dictating my behavior, the way I think about myself, 
the way I behave, the way I treat others, and literally how it shows up every day. And the thing is, we get that imprinting, they call it imprinting, from your ages one to seven. Oh, actually birth to seven. They're, you're watching, you're absorbing, you're, you're placing it into, into your mind in places, even though you don't know you're doing it because you're just young. Um, but it is you, you, and but but it's also placed in there as you're being young in a immature fashion, you know. So something that maybe happened, the kid's going to interpret, or your child's going to interpret interpret it as a. It looked like this to me. It was very very scary when maybe it really wasn't very scary. Everybody had a hold of it, you know. It, it, it happened to one of our kids too, where it's like, well, no, I see this picture like this. And it's like, well, but it really didn't happen that way. And so we can shine some light on it. Mm-hmm. But it, but it is imprinting from one to seven. So this is this is this is how we base the rest of our life off this right immature thinking. Yep. Technically. Yeah. And the scriptures, you know, as a as a child, as a person thinks, so are they. It's like what you think is is who you are. Right. Well, how did that thought get there? That thought got there. It got in the mind closet based on your environment based on your surrounding, based on what you heard, what you saw, mm-hmm. what you tasted, what you felt, all the senses. Mm-hmm. The senses are a cognitive or conscious awareness, mm-hmm. but then it has to get stored somewhere, and 95% of your life's experiences get eventually get pushed to what we're going to call the unconscious or non-conscious, non-cognitive closet part of the mind. Everything does. So Right. It's, it's like when you have a, a, a young one and they don't know things yet. You're like, Oh, don't touch the stove. It's hot. I mean, that sticks in your brain. It, I don't know where exactly it goes. I mean, it's in your subconscious, right. but it's like, you know, for the rest of your life that the stove's hot. Right. And sometimes you have some kids that say, well, I see you touching it. So if you can touch it, why can't I touch it? And they need to need, they need to learn. <laughs> so that thought goes up there in the, in the, in the subconscious. And then when they, that's a great analogy. So, so they may not walk around every day saying, okay, the stove's hot, don't touch it. The stove's mm-hmm. hot, don't touch it. But when they have learned the stove is hot because they've touched it, that memory, that thought, that experience, that lesson goes into their brain, into their mind, and eventually it goes to the unconscious, sub, you know, unconscious, non-conscious part, uh, cognitive part of the closet. It's still there, though. Mm-hmm. So then when they go by a stove that thought then gets downloaded to the conscious part and says, oh, I ain't touching that. I remember what happened last time. And so that thought of don't touch the stove, that child or that human, till you, you know, you get to make a choice. Am I going to learn from the past and not touch that stove? Or am I going to keep touching the stove? Because if you keep touching the stove and you keep burning yourself, you really haven't solidified in your closet that that's a bad thing for you. That hurts. Right. And right. so- like Mrs. Arby was saying, the science says that this can start as as early as the first heartbeat. Actually, it starts even sooner. Like the Bible says that 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 the actions and behaviors and the iniquities of our fathers go to the third and fourth generations. So when we're conceived in our mommy and daddy's DNA are the last three or four generations of all the things that have been in their closets. So it doesn't mean that you're going to be just like them, but it does mean that you are predisposed to certain thoughts and behaviors that you may not that you may have not experienced yourself personally, but it's there because of the generationals that comes along with your mom and daddy's egg and sperm when they made you. 
So the Bible says that you're not, I mean, your behavior, you're responsible for you. You're not responsible for the, the sins of the past, but it's there. If there's alcoholism and addiction in your, 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 your downline, doesn't mean you have to be an alcoholic or addicted to stuff, but you better be aware that that predisposition genetically could be there. It's not a life sentence. It doesn't mean it has to be there, but it's in your closet. It can be dormant, but it doesn't have to ever be activated, but you got to be aware of that. And so we just want people to understand that when we see behaviors today with parenting and things like that, you have to know that everything that goes in to your everything everything goes into your child's closet from conception to while they're in the womb to and the most important part is the first seven years of the life because that's when the brain is imprinting and tagging this is good this is bad this is right this is wrong whether whether and you can't protect them from everything there it's going in it's helping them learn to deal with it and then even more importantly you're not okay on their eighth birthday that science says then, and these are the t- terms of neuroplasticity, which means your brain has ability to change, become healthy, or become weak. Um, neurogenesis, uh, which means every morning you wake up and you have the potential to make new memories, new thoughts, put new things in your closet, and deal with the bad things that are in your closet. You have that ability. So you have the free will. You have the choice to take the bad, the good, and the ugly things that have been happening in you and around you and deal with them bring them to the cross of Jesus and then begin to say what he says about this so that you can begin to, as the book says, switch on your brain. You can change your brain. And the nice thing about scripture and, and aligning yourself, with what God says is that it can bring healing to all those things that are in the closet. And those closets then can be tagged about what God says about it, not what man says about it. Because some things that, that get put into your brain and your subconscious um, were not a bad thing, but they turned into a fear thing. And so then you, there's fear that comes along with this. And you're like, why am I afraid of this? When I've never really experienced this, but maybe there was something when you were little that you, you it was a perfectly normal thing, but now it triggers fear in your mind. And so, or it triggers this other behavior, or you saw this and that triggers that behavior because of your youthfulness. You don't know how to interpret it pretty much. And, and that's the thing. We, and, and the point of what we're trying to say right now is just just be aware of the environment in which we're allowing our children, ourselves, our family to be a part of. Who are they playing with? What are they listening to? Were they watching? What are they watching? Mm-hmm. Um, what are we saying around them? How are we treating each other as moms and dads? How are we treating each other as children? Because we're because in in the tongue can be blessings or can be curses. And again, the scriptures talk about all through it. Choose this day, blessings and curses. Choose life. Um, as, a, as a man or woman or child thinks, so are they. And so what happens is that as these things go into our closet, into our, the, there's, it becomes aware of it, but then, but then we become unaware of it, and it's automatically there, like riding a bike. Okay, You don't have to, or there's, sometimes you can do things as you're just, you're just doing it. That's your mind, that's your thoughts, that's your body responding to what's in the closet. And again, God knows this, and we are fearfully and wonderfully made to function this way as long as our lives are in alignment with with God and his promises and what he says about us. We are who he says we are, and we can do what he says we can do. 
But how much time is your child, how much time are you actually spending and focusing on that versus social media, versus uh, the iPad, the computer? So are you spending your day aware of what God says about you or Google says about you? Or or even just... Here, I, I can't deal with you. Here's here's the iPhone, and here here's this little cute cartoon, but the cartoon's still doing its agenda, which is to pro- program you into wanting you to know their stuff Matt. and to live their way. And, you know, whoever's putting it on, be it Disney or whatever, you know, there's always some underlying stuff. Like even the Barbie movie. I mean, we went to see the Barbie movie. and I got dragged to the Barbie movie. Mrs. Harvey bought the tickets. Yes. Yes, but it was interesting. But it was interesting, and so it, it, you know where the lady who made it up, you know the the original purpose for her, you know, was for for her daughter to play with, mm-hmm. you know, and then just you know, there's good and bad things about the movie, but I'm just saying that it's like it starts off good, and then sometimes it gets it gets taken down a path that right isn't very good for right. our children, right? And again, my 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 male uh, response to the Barbie movie is go get the book Love and Respect. It it it, it really solves the issues because because I'm not saying, you know, Barbie Barbie didn't she had she she had some things in her closet about how she should look and treat Ken, right? Mm-hmm. And Ken had some things in his closet, in his mind, in his conscious and subconscious of what he thought his role was, right? And they both were kind of not it wasn't in a life-giving way. And what I, what I like about the book Love and Respect is that, no, women are made for love, men are made for respect. And when you do that, under again, going back to what God says, then we can work on our relationships. So anyhow, so just realizing that screen time, okay? I mean, everybody has to be on a computer nowadays. Everybody uses on a cell phone. I get it. Right. But what are you doing to counteract man's story or evil's? I mean, because John 10.10 10 is real. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he knows how God made our bodies. He knows how how sensitive our our minds are. And he and he knows that if he can get into our belief systems and our thoughts, then, you know, I mean, that's what he tricked Eve with, right? Did God really say that Apple was, you know, I mean, he got in her head, right? And he, he got in her closet and made her actions and her thoughts because we have the free will to say no. We have the choices to say no. Even though our closet may f- be full of all kinds of ugly things, we have the ability and the free will to say, no, Jesus, help me. I surrender to you. You take this thought. You take this hurt. And let's make it new again. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think another way of just making it simple is what are you doing to protect your children? Are you, I'm not saying, you know, airplane, air, or excuse me, uh, helicopter Helicopter, parents. Parents. right, saying, right. Because you can't, it doesn't work. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that the, what's being poured in is good. And it may mean that you've got to be there. One of parents take turns being there for all these little things that you're teaching your children, but to be purposeful about what you want to put in there. You can't protect them. You don't, you don't want to necessarily, you don't want, you want to help them process their thoughts. You want to help them man. The thing I like, like about what Dr. Caroline said in her book is you want to help be the problem with these last four or five years is that, we're not learning how to manage our thought life. We're not learning how to manage all these things around us in our environment that she goes, you know, every generation has its own set of storms, right? What's going on right now in the world is not anything new. Really. It's been going on since, since the beginning of time. 
it's just that right now there's there's more uh, of, of a deliberate force to help us manage our minds so that we do what 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 man wants and what evil says and we are what man right. says it's, we are it's so much more blatant in right. your face and, and and if you i want to say if you're a believer i i, I think that you see it more than if you're not yeah that's all i'm saying and it and and we, we had this conversation the other day it's like if you're a believer and you're trying to do things God's way, which is the right way, which is backed up with science. One thing I like about what Dr. Caroline talks about is that science, not science, unless there's scripture to back it up. I mean, you've got to be in alignment with what God says. I mean, God says, don't steal. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how you wrap it. Stealing's not a good thing. doesn't matter what's in your closet, right? And, and so when we teach about in our master class about how your child's brain makes the rules, we talk about these laws of nature where your thought life dictates your physical life, your yeah. cells, your organs, your hormones, your emotions, the 11 body systems in the, in the body, your whole life. What you see today is simply just a manifestation, a physical manifestation of what's going on in your, what's in your closet right now and what you allow to go into your mind closet every single day. And so the, you know, we, we have three choices with this closet. Do we just keep making the same choices each day and just hope somehow it gets better by itself or do we just ignore the choices we're making each day and keep going about our daily life and just kind of realize there's no, because man wants, the devil wants you to believe there's no hope. You can't change. You, you know, and, and until 30, 40 years ago, they said, Nope, it's your genes. If your genes say you're going to get cancer, then you're going to get it. You have no choice. So we just became victims. Now that's very good. And that's very profitable. If, if my job is to sell medications, shots and poison, potions and lotions. But if, the, 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 what the devil doesn't want people to figure out is that they have free will. They have their own choice. Their life is what their thought life. Their life today is simply a manifestation of what's in their thought closet, whether they're aware of it or not aware of it. They have it. They have the wisdom. They have the ability to, to solve the food problem, the depression problem, the eating problem, the exercise problem. It's all there. Just we're, But we're living our life based on how we feel and what we think and not taking the action. And so that's what we want to be focusing on today is making people aware that train up a child in the way they should go. So what does that training look like? The training looks like spending time, letting them be kids and having fun and absorbing life, but then spending time at the dinner table before they go to bed, praying through the day, saying, well, you know, what does God say about that? That person hurt you today. Okay, what should we do? We should pray for them. Not get mad and, and focus on ways to get back at them. You know, right? Or, or questions like, "What was the best part of your day, and what was the worst part of your day?" To deal with some of the worst part of the day stuff, because a lot of times that just gets bulldozed over. Let's just make it all you right, know, right, happy, happy all the time. Where they don't know how to deal with these things, so maybe some of these things get stuck in their subconscious because they've not had an adult to talk any of this stuff through. You, they haven't had a chance to take that experience, that day, that thought, like and like you said, and and chew on it, or to 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 expose it and to, and to process it mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that, that's just really what needs, needs to be done is processing it. That's why she was saying um, social media that our life is now, we're being bombarded. Our brains and our minds are being bombarded by the tweets and the comments. And we don't really have a chance to say, well, what do I think about that? Well, because man says, well, I'll I'm going to tell you what to think about that. I'm going to tell you how to right. feel about that right. so you can be cool. Think of it like I do. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. exactly. And you should be like me. And, and, and again, all this is done intentional. I mean, there's videos, out, movies out there um, on Netflix, one about how it's, it's done on purpose. 
social something. I don't know what it, remember what it's called. We watched it, but it's it's done on purpose. It's 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 evil because they're strategically knowing how our children's brains work, how our teenagers' brains work, how adult brain brains work, and they're just feeding it the crap that we need to become addicted to the social media, become addicted to things like that. Mean you know, things, yeah. I mean, and 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 so. We, we learned, we don't ask our children, how's your day? Because they're going to go, fine. But like Eileen said, what was the best part of your day today? And I, even with my patients, I'm like, how are you happy today? How, what's the best part of your day today? Are you going to have any fun today? And a lot of time the answer is like, nah, mm, nothing. They're not, even, they're, not even, they're not even thinking about it. They're just go, like a robot just going through life, huh? Yeah. And so understanding that everything is going in, but what are you doing as a parent to help them process those thoughts? How do you feel about that? What do you think about that? I would even say, even how it says one to 24, I'm thinking that it it, it goes longer than that. I, oh. I think it goes to being young parents. I think it's, I mean, I have a a child that's a su- such and such age and they were just saying, I, I can't, I can't think about this stuff right now because it, it scares me. You know, nobody else when they were our age, when we were their age, did we have to think about, wow, will there'll be this and this happening in the world then? I mean, right. and it's just sad because I'm like, no, we didn't. We didn't have to think about any of that because they weren't doing that then. And that's why it's so important. Again, we're not really religious people, folks. We just want the truth and we want solutions that really stand the test of time. And so following God's way of doing things and, and taking the scripture and aligning that with what people are saying, because again, if you believe, if you believe, Everything they say on the TV shows and the news, you know, well, buy gold, don't buy gold, do this, do that. Uh, your forward, you know, the government this, the government that. If you buy into that and that becomes the only thing in your closet and that you begin to live your life in alignment with that, you could be wrong. Like Y2K, right? You know, right, right. All, all, how many people made millions of dollars off of Y2K because the world was going to end and you better do this, you better do that. I still got a, a blue tub of water thing, you know. We were smart, mm-hmm. but. We knew no matter what, God would take care of us. Why? Right. Because in the past, this guy called Moses and this, the how many plagues were there? The, the, ten. Plague, the 10 plagues and all that stuff. God had a plan. If your, your closet chose to unlock in your mind and look to him for his solutions. Mm-hmm. So no yeah. matter what man tries to do, I don't care if it's AI or whatever it is, God has a plan. He's really smart. He's not worried about anything. No. And so we choose to watch and filter what goes into our minds, you know, because again, we're lied to every day. Yes. Our children are lied to every day. Doc, I, you know, there's a famous investor that everyone knows who has this saying that you are to be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. Now I want to alter that because I'm not saying that that's, that's wise counsel either, but let's say, let's be opportunistic when others are fearful. And right. when you think about these young parents and everything, I mean, I, I, as I am, we have children of, of various ages and everything. It is, it's a terrifying world to raise children in, but at the same time, yeah. you know, are you going to live paralyzed by fear every single day? There is opportunity in the midst of fear. And I hear what you guys are saying as, Hey, consider the possibilities. And this is why I also think your message is very different than just that message of fear or, or which, which by the way, can often be get legalism in some ways. We just need to clamp down because right. we got to be fearful. Yes. And what I'm hearing in you is saying, man, I have a vision for where you're going and, and engineer that thing because God's giving you the wisdom and the ability to do that. And that is a lot more motivating than just living in fear. In fact, living in fear at some point, somebody's just, if, if that's the perpetual life and state of being that they live in, eventually 
they do give up because it's like, man, the world's just closing in on me. But that's that's not the response that I hear you you speaking here. You're you're speaking more in faith of what can be and who we can be. Well, we we tried it. We 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 tried to we put our kids in a Christian school and we did this and we did that and we wanted to protect them and because we were raised in the world and we were you know to the right side you know. I'm not going to say sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but you know, we we saw the world and we didn't, and it didn't, it, we didn't like it. It didn't, it didn't deliver the promise. We wanted better for our children. We wanted better for our children. Mm-hmm. So then we slung really hard to 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 the right, um, and we're like, okay, you're not going to do this. You can't watch PG movies, blah blah blah. And we came down hard, and then I remember one time we were at a, a couples camp, and my one friend's like, dude, you've got to chill out and relax, you know. And I'm like, why? I'm just, we're just. He's like, he says, there's a, there's, there's a balance to this. And so that's when we kind of, you know, we, we let our kids just live. We put our children, they went to public high school. Uh, actually two of I think Luke started public kindergarten, first grade grant. It's like, it's like the, the, our one daughter went, went two years of public high school. Then our other daughter went four years of public high school and then the, the boys. So we just kind of loosened because we wanted them. We realized the minute they live, the, leave the house, they can be ready for the world. They, they're because they're going to watch computers. They're going to have all this stuff. And we haven't helped them check anything that's gone into that closet, except don't do this, do that. Don't do this, do that. And we didn't want to raise up another set of yes and no. And just because be, yeah, be, we, we be, saw people where they crash and burned really hard when yeah. they were legalistic and more fundamental about what they were doing. They knew the truth, right. but they were so self-righteous that this, they just were not happy people to be around. They weren't fun to be around. And it was either there or the highway. Because we're wired for love. All this fear is a learned behavior on purpose. It's, it's more of a, a uh, be in the world, but not of the world. Right. And that's where we, we went and tried to train that. Right. As opposed to just being too legalistic. Because we saw that through scripture that we were just being legalistic. Yeah, we weren't. We're, you know, it's like, well, counted blessed when you're persecuted for, for, for following Jesus. And I would read that, and God said, uh, "That's not you. You're you're being an idiot. That's why you're being persecuted. So stop being an idiot." And He didn't use that word, but I won't say it on here. But that's the point. It's it's um, we we're in the world, and the world wants us to be like the world, and we're trying to be like Jesus. So how do you live in the world but not be of the world? It's it's being aware that every minute, twenty four seven, three sixty five, either the world's gonna have more of an influence on you and your children, or you're going to take time each day to allow God to have influence on you. Or as you're going through your day, it's a both and. One ear is, yeah, you're listening to what's going on, but the other ear is like, no, here's the scripture. Here's what God says. And now my actions, which is, this is the thing. This is the key. We're going to get into the next show. It's the action. It's not just saying it. And it's not just writing it down. It's it's the behavior. James says, I, my delight and affirmations come in the actions in which I take. And, yes. and and James is all about, don't show me your faith, show me what you do. Right. And that's that's what really helps you empty the closet of the bad stuff that you don't need anymore and now take action on the good stuff. And that's what we're going to get into in the next show. But it's being aware that that you're in the world, not of the world, when, man, what, basically the world your grandparents were in genetically can pass to you but then the world you find yourself in at conception through in the womb, it doesn't just it doesn't just start when you're 40 years old and you go through a midlife crisis. No, no, no. This has been building up since the beginning of time. But for you, when does when is it? What the difference about our show is it's game on at conception. That baby's listening right. 
to everything mom and dad are saying in the womb. And then when that baby's born, it's game on. They're in. So you're in the world at conception. Yes. You're in the world at birth. You're well, it's, it's like what's well, like the things if you talk to the baby when when you're when you're yes, a pregnant mom and and then and then the dad talks to the baby every day the baby knows the voice it will turn its head to the voice because it knows it even in the womb so yeah yeah pretty amazing and so that's the point of today's show is knowing that that you you and your children are in the world you can't do anything about it you're supposed to be in the world God wants you in the world God wants you to be light He wants you to be be a solution to the people whose closets are only filled with, with the world stuff right. and they have no conscious awareness that there is even a God, which there's countries where God is not even, it's not even part of the consciousness mm -hmm. because generation after generation, they've been doing, making all their own decisions based on what the world says that's in their closet and not what God says. So guys, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I am super excited for the next episode because it's really, you know, acknowledging, Hey, built on this, this premise here that we have a, 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 you know, a mind closet. There's some stuff in that, you know, for some of us that we need to get out and, and our children. But before we even get there, maybe as a final word of encouragement, I'd love to hear you guys speak to speak to that demographic. That was you however many years ago when somebody told you doc, Hey, chill out a little bit. You know, maybe you've got a parent that, that they're super vigilant. Their heart is absolutely in the right place and they just need like a final word of, of encouragement. Maybe you know, they've gone too far to, to that side of fear or whatever the case may be, what, what would you say to them? Give me like the elevator pitch to what you would say to that person, to that parent right now about what they can do next when they turn off this episode and they go, okay, I got to go back to being a parent right now. What does that look like? Well, I can tell you what it looked like in my life because, man, I did it really wrong. But the moment I realized that I was doing it wrong, I just went to my family, went to my children and said, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I was too hard on you. And... Jesus doesn't want me to treat you that way and that we're going to do better now. There's, there's like, I can tell you, there's probably three or four times when I presented a new gospel <laughs> to my family. You know, first one was turn or burn, right? Except Jesus. Oh, right, right. You mean to your parents? To, like to my parents or to yeah. my, but to our, as, as a family unit. And then it was, no, 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 no. There's this thing called grace <laughs> and we should start giving, I'm going to start giving a lot more of it. And then we went to Zimbabwe in 2008. I said, it's the kingdom that literally that the devil's job is to de deform all that God has created, and our job is to reform it. And so as my walk got kinder and loving, not a list of rules, legalism, but um, so the first thing as far as parents listening to this, we're not here to shame or school. We're saying be aware that you're in the world, and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, again, it gets in there. It just gets in there. So be a parent that your children want to talk to. Be a parent that your children want to come to. Be a parent that your child comes to you or goes to God first and not to Google, not necessarily their friends. Not, not They're going to, but they're going to see, A, what you're doing. You're going to show them the sermon. You're going to show them what they see you doing goes into their closet first and foremost. I also think it's like you don't freak out when they ask you things. you got to be that parent that just will let them talk because a lot of times they'll— talk themselves through as opposed to just going do what I say. You yeah. Know, it's, it's a, it's they're a, not, here's yeah. communicate. And, and you know, even if it's, even when they ask you things like you're like, Oh my gosh, how do you know that word? Yeah. You know that you just, you, <laughs> you be that person that they can always talk to and, yeah. and talk about it. and you explain the word, but then you, you show them that, that that's not proper. That's not a proper thing or that's not a really a good thing for you to be talking about or thinking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and they're not questioning your authority. They're just asking a question, which I had to get over that too. They just want to know why. 
And and lately it's just like, well, let's see what Jesus says. I don't know. I've made mistakes. And just being real with them, that's the best thing you could do is, you know what? My mom and dad, they're not perfect. They make mistakes, but they're real. They'll tell me the truth. And then I have a responsibility to go and figure out what that looks like. And that's really what we could tell parents is just be real. Don't try to be perfect. Don't ever say you never, because they know you do. They see you, they watch you. And so that's really, you know, the, the key to that. And again, we're just... I know we're throwing a lot at you right now and we just want to wrap this up, but for more information, you can always go to spinegeek.com. You can always text us at our office at 303-457-8080. Again, Google and look up, you can do this, Google and look up Dr. Caroline Leaf with her books, Switch On Your Brain. There's just a lot of good stuff. And a lot of the language she uses, she's been researching for 40 years. And it's like, I feel so validated because that's what we've been learning just from the School of Hard Knocks. But again, we're in the world. We can't change that. But we don't have to be of the world. We can be literally heaven on earth. We can be kingdom people. We can they be kingdom different. families. Yeah, and it different. doesn't mean we're perfect. It just means we have opportunities to unpack all the things the world throws at us in our closet mind. 100%. Guys, that's such a great word, and there's nothing left to say. You referenced the website, and we just want to say thank you, as always, to the listeners for giving us about 30 minutes of your time. And uh, stay tuned for the next, next episode where we follow up in this conversation. It's going to be great stuff. We'll see you next time on Spine Geek. Thanks for listening.